is Len Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. The cold and vapid months are certainly upon us here, but that does not mean that the Music Mania Podcast is slowing down a bit as the sun slowly begins to fade here on 2019. We are just getting started here on the podcast. Guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us, for checking us out, for downloading, for leaving star reviews. We really thrive on that. It's uh, so important. It's a big part of what we do to be able to bring you the guests that we do to be able to continue to bring these podcasts absolutely free. Of course, you can uh, download an Apple podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. We always appreciate that. Uh, Again, the website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where all of our shows are archived as we head towards somewhere around the 160 range, which is incredible. Uh, Could not do it without you guys and your support and listening and the feedback and everything like that is just so important to what we do. Uh, Today's guest, um, it doesn't get much bigger. We're going to be welcoming uh, Def Leppard frontman and Down and Outs frontman, Joe Elliott, to the show. Going to be talking about the new Down and Outs album. Uh, It is called This Is How We Roll. You can see the video for that right now on YouTube. This is a side project Joe started about 10 years ago, and it kind of started just uh, him kind of doing Mott and the Hoople covers. And now here they are um, in 2019 with a new album uh, of originals. There's some covers on there, too. I think they do White Punks on Dope. But it's a very much so a nod to 70s rock, Mott and the Hoople, uh, David Bowie, uh, things like that. We're going to talk to Joe just kind of about how this got started, um, what what it's like kind of flexing his creative muscle outside of Def Leppard. They've just come off doing a huge Vegas residency, uh, which wrapped up in September. They actually have a show, one show lined up in America right now. That's November 2nd. That is literally coming up this weekend, and uh, it's in Sacramento. But we're going to talk to Joe about maybe some dates for next year, what's going on in the Leopard Camp. Um, They've just come off so many successful tours. You think back to 2018 when they did the stadium tour um, with Journey, how successful that was. They've done uh, big shows with bands like Styx. They've been out with Tesla um, in the last couple years. They've been out with Poison. Def Leppard is as iconic and popular as ever. They are now members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Huge congrats on that. We've had Vivian and Phil on this show in the past. And now to be welcoming the front man, Joe Elliott, to talk about all things Def Leppard, down and outs, Guys, the album is out now, so go to downandouts.net to uh, go ahead and grab that album. It came out on October 11th. Great reviews for it on Amazon. Um, I think this is just a, a, a tremendous, you know, you kind of got that 70s Mott in the Hoople, you know, pop rock, radio rock sensibility about it. And uh, it's, you know, not something that you would probably hear from Def Leppard, but it is 
perfect in that way because uh, Joe's able to, again, flex that creative muscle uh, that, that's different from Def Leppard that kind of pays homage to his heroes and his upbringing in music. And not only that, but our good friend Cher Ross from Vixen plays bass on this. She's the, the bassist in Down and Outs. Uh, they also got members of the Choir Boys. Um, Joe just able to stay busy, keeping things uh, rolling on through to the end of 2019. And uh, Def Leppard's going to be, uh, you got to believe, uh, coming back in 2020 to do a U.S. tour. They did not do a lot of dates in the U.S. They did a lot of overseas sh shows this last year. Uh, aside from the Vegas residency, which we're going to talk to him about that, what that was like, um, was able to catch one of those shows. It was tremendous. They were able to play really a lot of songs that you hadn't heard in a long time. Songs like Die Hard, The Hunter, Excitable, um, Too Late for Love, Billy's Got a Gun. Um, Def Leppard's just on top of their game right now and, and going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, this past year is an incredible honor for them. And, you know, to be able to do this interview is an incredible honor for me because, you know, it's been 20 years since I first saw Def Leppard, always been one of my favorite bands. Uh, you know, just thinking back to uh, Pyromania and Hysteria, even before that, I mean, I, I was always a fan um, of, the, of the early Def Leppard stuff too, but really Pyromania, that perfectly polished rock album uh, from uh, 1983 um, produced by Mutt Lang really brought them to the forefront. Def Leppard, just one of the most iconic rock bands of all time. There's no two ways around it to have Joe Elliott on this show. It speaks to the perseverance. And, and you know, for me, being such a fan uh, from way back and a fan of all these bands that we talk to and that we interview, and again, over 150 episodes, this is just sort of the cornerstone of, of what my life um, what my life was about uh, my growing up and to be able to be in this point and to have this show um, just doing it on a whim, basically literally in my basement, uh, talking music, trying to get guests, literally um, scrolling through Facebook and Twitter and trying to tweet at bands and, and band members and trying to get guests and now to have them kind of coming uh, to me to have, uh, you know, uh, the publicist contacting me weekly and having to turn down interviews and having them backlogged and having so many shows that it, it's, it's hard to keep up with. That is a wonderful feeling. It's a dream come true. Def Leppard. And then also the fact that we've interviewed Vivian and Phil on this show twice. And now Joe to be on the show, this is a tremendous thing. And before we get to that interview, guys, I want to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone today. Tell them Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount, or it's on us. Guys, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri, for over 23 years, a staple of the Northland. Joe, how's it going, my hey, friend? Man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be there. Oh, we're well, here. Whenever we are. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. We're here. Well, we're, we're here in Kansas City, Missouri. And I tell you, Joe, uh, you know, hopefully you, you're probably back to the States by now. I know Def Leppard's got a show coming up here on the 2nd. So I know you've been, it's a busy time for you, isn't it? It's very busy. Um, Leopard's uh, year is kind of winding down. We've got this show on Saturday, Sacramento, and then we're done until next year. But, um, the, uh, the Down and Out album just came out like a week ago, so, you know, it's just non-stop, just keep jumping from one vehicle to another, you know. Absolutely, and the album is uh, This Is How We Roll. It uh, it came out October 11th, and I tell you, it's just been, uh, I, I, it's just, it's tremendous. Uh, love the title track. Uh, the video's available now on YouTube if you want to check that out. Just kind of talk about how after kind of some years of inactivity that now, was a good time for you guys to do this? Obviously, scheduling has to be a big part of that. Def Leppard's been so busy the yeah, last few years. Yeah, it's, in fairness, it's, it's, it's out purely because we had the, you know, this is, 
this is the, uh, the the end of the of the recording sessions, and we got it finished. You know, we've been working on and off on this album for. I think the band have been involved in it for maybe two years, two and a half years. I started writing the demos maybe five years ago, and we got. You know, we just keep getting waylaid with um, reality. You know, mothership's getting in the way. I mean, I've got Def Leppard, there's Vixen, there's the Wayward Sons, and there's three guys in the choir boys. So what we have to do is just record in, in fits and starts whenever we get the chance, whenever I'm not working with Def Leppard and the guys are not working with their main bands, we can get together for two or three days at a time. But, you know, we had to kind of split the thing into into just different studios, different times, different people, but they were all in the room at one time. But because I'd written the songs myself and I had the vision of how they were going to sound, it didn't really matter. So, you know, we were tracking the drums in London, doing the bass in Florida, and we did everything else in my studio in Dublin. But it, it came together very, you know, with a lot of coherence, really. But that's because I knew exactly how I wanted it to sound. Well, how important is it? Uh, and we've had Viv on the show. We've had Phil on the show. You know, Viv talking about, you know, Last in Line. Phil has a, his side project as well. How important is that for you to be able to kind of flex that creative muscle outside of Def Leppard? Well, I just think it's it's just logical, really, that when you've been around for as long as we have, that, you know, Def Leppard is a, is a, a fantastic collective of, of ideas in one specific direction. But each individually, we've all got all the little itches that we might want to scratch, you know, that are kind of just, you know, just a little bit kind of left field of what Leopard does. You know, with Vivian, it's a lot kind of harder, you know, like Dio type stuff, with Phil, it's the bluesy stuff. And with me, it's the kind of 70s piano kind of, you know, hard rock, I suppose. You know, it's kind of a combination of Mother Hoople, Elton John, Leon Russell, some Sparks, a lot of David Bowie, very 70s influenced, you know, rock rock and roll, really. It's not really much point in being in two bands that sound identical. So, you know, that's the driving force there, is that sometimes you write a song and it's just, it's just a little left field for where you might want to go with, like, Leopard or where, you know, if Phil Wright comes up with something that's so bluesy that it's like, wouldn't really fit with Def Leppard. Um, he's got, you know, he's got Delta Deep. So I think it's really cool that we can all sit down and do stuff that we wouldn't regularly do. That, uh, the, the Down and Out album, This Is How We Roll, was 90% written on the piano, which goes to show how diverse it is compared to a Leopard record. It's very, it's, you know, from a standing point of, of, of the, the starting point of it, sitting at piano to write songs is not something that you would consider is a, you know, a common practice with Def Leppard, for example. So that's, I think it's interesting that we can do this, and it's something that my head was full of these ideas that I needed to get out and record so that you can, you know, you, you can kind of have that creative itch scratched because they've been sitting around for a few years, and I really, really wanted to get them down. And rather than do a third covers album for Down and Out, it just made logical sense to write something, you know, that... that would would fit the format if you like and follow on from the other two records but would actually be self-sufficient if you like you know we'll, we'll kind of talk about how you were able to put to, to, together these members i mean you talked about some of the bands that uh that, that uh, some of your members come from of course we've had Cher ross from vixen on our show just this summer and uh, you put this together but it's been 10 years kind of talk about how you're able to kind of formulate this just kind of um other other people that kind of shared your love for for this kind of era of rock or how did how did this kind of all come together back in 09 
Well, in 09, when Mother Hoople reformed, um, and I got the word from Ian and Trudy Hunter uh, about seven months before it happened that they were going to do this, you know. And um, they basically said to me, the band want you involved in these reunion shows in London because they'd all heard, you know, everybody that was in Mother Hoople knew that this young kid in this band called Death Leopard, or I was young at the time when I started doing it, you know, has been kind of telling the world that they were his favourite band and he, he gets back to the group and they appreciate my loyalty to them and, and the fandom and the fact that, you know, I ended up getting Leopard fans introduced to uh, Mother Hoople and, and so it kind of, I suppose it was just their way of saying thanks for doing that, you know. I didn't really know what they wanted. I figured maybe they wanted me to introduce them on stage, but in actual fact they said, no, why don't you put a band together and open for us and just do something different, you know, which is exactly what I did. The same promoter that looked after Mott looked after the choir boys, and he said that they more than happily volunteer themselves. You know, obviously everybody except Spike, the singer, um, to, to be my backing band. So that's where it all started. And we were only supposed to do a 45-minute opening slot, but the, it just went down so well on that on the night that, the decision to kind of record those songs that we'd, re you know, we played, and then, um, and then, uh, and then, you know, put an album out, which then had a couple of really popular songs. You know, we had a top five with England Rocks on American radio. Overnight Angels was number one, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, we've got a legitimate second band on the go here. So that means that the second album was was going to be made after the second album was was out. You know. We just kind of figured, well, where do we go from here? You know, we can carry on, just keep doing covers. And we'd kind of done the mock thing to death by then. So it's like, it just became logical that we would maybe cover other people. And that soon dissipated. You know, we sat down over a couple of beers and said, you know what? <laughs> other than White Punk's on Dope, I think it would be cool to actually write our own. And then that's exactly what happened. You know, Sheros came on board five years ago by accident one of the best accidents ever, you know. Choir Boys were on one of those rock cruises and their bass player couldn't make it through some passport snafu. And um, they borrowed Cher out of Vixen to play with the Choir Boys and Griff, the guitar player, said to me she was probably the best bass player he'd ever played with. And we were between bass players. So I said, right, get her on board, let's have her in, you know. And she came and did the tour where the live album came from and the live DVD came out five years ago and she's been around ever since just waiting to play bass on these new songs which she did very well um but she recorded all her parts and, and all the backing vocals that i needed um in florida you know so it was it was all pieced together beautifully you know i mean i haven't seen her in, in i can't remember how long but we kind of we talk a lot on email and you know we converse about the songs enough to know what we're doing and she delivered brilliantly, as they all did. You know, every everybody in the, mm. in the band really pulled pulled their weight on this record, and it, I think it shows in the performances. It's, it's tremendous. Uh, Downandouts.net. You can uh, get the album. It's also available on Amazon and wherever you can get all the digital releases. Um, this is how we roll. It's, it's tremendous, Joe. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because you're just coming off of, a, of an, an extremely successful um, run with Def Leppard in Las Vegas. I was able to catch uh, the tail end of that uh, in September. What, 
the Vegas residency was a huge success for you guys. Just kind of talk about what that was like for you. We had Phil on right around the time it happened. He was very excited about it. It went, it went great. You guys were able to pull out a lot of songs fans hadn't heard in a while. Just from your perspective, what was that Vegas residency like? I was great fun. You know, I mean, because it, it, it takes you out of the norm. You know, you're, you're for 40 odd years, you're forever like, um, you know, tour album, tour album, tour album, and it just became, you know, it becomes, that's what it is. And the, and the fantasy music industry's kind of, it's moved on a little bit since then because the, the routine of tour album, tour album sort of kind of went away over the last 15, 20 years. People don't really buy music much, so people don't make as many records. Touring has become way more important. And so, you know, you're, you're forever on the road and you're, you're in different city every night. So we have to go to uh, Vegas and do, uh, you know, pretty much uh, vastly different songs uh, than what we'd normally play on a, on, a, on a tour. You know, we didn't have a new album to promote, so we could really go deep into the catalogue. And change it up every night and play a different set every night and pull out some, some stuff that nobody was expecting us to play, things like Die Hard the Hunter, for example, you know. And it was just, uh, it was a joy to be able to do that and such a vibe to actually be able to you know, sleep in the same bed for a month and still be playing shows, you know, that was, uh, that was something that we, we kind of really dug when we did it in 2013 and, um, you know, to be able to go back there and do it on a much bigger stage than we did back then when we did Viva Hysteria and this time it was more a case of like just not just concentrating on one record but con concentrating on the legacy that we've got which is the entire catalogue and, and digging so deep you know I mean the only album we didn't really touch was the first album but we played pretty much something off every record including two or three songs that we've never played live ever so that was really exciting for us to be able to do that and it was an environment which you could do that in it wouldn't be something that you could really take on the road I don't think it wouldn't work as well yeah definitely and you know just in general Joe, before we let you go, just kind of talk about what these last few years have meant for you. I mean, it's it's crazy. We talked to Phil and about how Def Leppard has never been uh, so popular or so busy. You guys just went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, of recently, which congratulations for that. That's a huge honor. And uh, stadium tours with Journey, huge sold out tours in the United States for the past several summers and to still be able to hit those markets and, and the fans are clamoring for more. Joe, just what's what's the last few years, the last four years been like for you? Because it's been just, it's been a galactic rise for Def Leppard once again, which is hard to do when you guys are already on top of the rock world, but you guys have managed to outdo yourselves once again. Yeah, it's it's a blessing to be able to do this. You know, I mean, the, the logic of it says that there aren't many bands that, that are in a position to be able to sustain like we have. You know, we look at people like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and, and solo authors like Paul McCartney or, you know, or bands like the Rolling Stones. These are the people that you kind of, you know, you um, you kind of aspire to kind of follow or coattail, if you like, you know. Um, we're just blessed that we're able to do this. I think the fact that we had such a strong catalogue of hits in the 80s, you know, two albums that went platinum um, ten times over, so they were like diamond albums, you know, and and, and, and other albums in fact, so, you know, by the millions and all that kind of stuff. We got uh, we got such a lucky situation that we're in that... We've got such a lucky situation, sorry, got a child here going crazy. Um, we've got such a lucky situation that we're in to be able to do that, you know. So I think that there wasn't many bands in the 80s that really had that 
catalogue. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of us that, that have sustained, that still get airplay these days, that match a lot of the kind of legendary 70s bands. You've got bands like Skinner and Deathlin and the Beatles and the Stones from before the 80s that still get played every day. But in the 80s, it started to change after video. And I think there's, there's a, a dozen or so, you know, that we remember the videos as much as we remember the songs, you know, whether it was Easy Top or Duran Duran or us, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, you know, Depeche Mode, Iron Maiden. There aren't really that many. And we're in a very kind of a, a lucky situation where the sustain... It's, it's, it, we have managed to sustain that success because of the history of the, of the band. It's certainly so, Joe. Can't thank you enough for your time, Down and Outs. Uh, again, pick up the album, downandouts.net is the website. Cannot wait to see you, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. It'll probably be next year. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to happen, and uh, we'll probably see you guys out here once again. Just a hunch on that. Um, no breaking news or anything. We may see you guys out here in 2020 with Def Leppard, and we can't wait for that. Uh, thanks so much, Joe, for your time. It's been a pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. it. You bet. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, man. A big thanks to Joe Elliott for joining us here. Again, what a dream come true that was. What a just wonderful opportunity to be able to to talk to Joe. And uh, he's keeping busy, of course, Down and Outs. Go to downandouts.net. You can uh, get that album. It's This Is How We Roll. And um, you can also check out the lyric video to that on YouTube now. Uh, just a really good pop rock song, radio rock. Uh, got that 70s vibe. You know, we talk about how the band kind of formed from being um, such a, like a Mott and the Hoople cover band. And now here they are doing, you know, originals and uh, d- doing some really good stuff. You know, all of them, it's kind of a side project for all the members from the Choir Boys and Vixen and Def Leppard. But here they are when they can do it. It's very cool to see. And you heard from Joe. Looks like big things on the horizon for Def Leppard in 2020. And why not? The Def Leppard is the mothership. They are one of the most iconic rock bands of all time. And they're going to be going back out, uh, I think, and, and Joe kind of alluded to, uh, probably in the spring and summer of, of 2020. you got to believe uh, as big as Def Leppard has been. And, and you'd heard about the Vegas residency. You heard about the success of that and how much Joe enjoyed doing that. Guys, we can't thank you enough for... Continue your support of this podcast. It's it's so important uh, to have that and to have your feedback and to have the interaction as we continue to get guests and we continue to grow. Um, this show has grown so much uh, since 2015 is really the antithesis of this. I know we did um, some shows and some interviews before that, but that's really when we got started doing the weekly uh, episodic uh, podcast here, Music Mania. And uh, we can't thank you enough for that. So please leave us a star rating. Uh, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Uh, hit up that uh, website, musicmaniapodcast.com. All the shows are archived there, along with the uh, concert reviews that I do. And I do many. Going to have some big shows coming up. Maybe checking out Aerosmith this winter in Vegas. A lot of good things on the horizon for the Music Mania Podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for listening. We'll be back next week as we continue on into the fall of 2019. Thank <laughs> you.